What did you eat for breakfast? Uh, shit, I had uh, some cereal, some cornflakes. <laughs> you are listening to the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Print Company, located in Fort Worth, Texas. You may remember I talked to Justin back in episode 5 about the merch industry and his passion for music and working with bands and artists. Do you need help with your merch? Skinny Armadillo specializes in quality apparel decoration, including screen printing, embroidery, design, digital on-demand printing, web stores, fulfillment, and more. Contact Skinny Armadillo now to find out how you can grow your merch sales, discover the current printing technologies, or to get a quote. Call 817-546-1430 or visit theskinnyarmadillo.com. That's 817-546-1430 or visit theskinnyarmadillo.com. Welcome to episode 18 of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. In this episode, I talked to Niall Rivers, a hip-hop artist from California, who is very active both performing and promoting others in his local art community. We discuss his background, his music, acting, stand-up comedy, and more besides. Before we get to the interview, I just wanted to touch on some struggles leading to not getting episodes out as often as I'd like. Um, in recent months, I've been struggling with another bout of depression, and this has led me to become very unproductive. Now, recently I attended the CD Baby DIY Musician Conference in Austin, um, and I also went on a short vacation. Now, I will say the CD Baby Conference was a really great experience, both from a learning perspective and a networking perspective. I went into it with a fairly open mind, expecting to learn a lot, but I guess I was focusing a lot on the marketing side when I went in. After attending the keynote and some initial classes, not to mention meeting with fellow artists, I started to focus more on the art side of things and the personal development side. And what I really gained out of the whole experience is to really focus primarily on your art and yourself from a mental and physical health point of view. I'll definitely be talking more about that in coming episodes, and I'm going to be touching base with a lot of people that I met at the conference, so look out for some more interviews coming up towards the end of the year. Overall, though, between the conference and the vacation, I feel recharged, and hopefully I'm back on track to get episodes out and also to focus a lot more on my own music. Now, going back to depression, 
Next month, I will be walking to raise money for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, um, which you may remember that I talked with Brian Hilliker in episode 16 about. Um, this walk is called the Out of the Darkness Walk, and the one I'm doing is located in Fort Worth, Texas, um, but there's chapters throughout the country. Um, so please consider supporting me and donating if possible. And also going further, signing up to possibly do a walk yourself or get involved in the charity. You can find the donation link on the Facebook page, on my website, on Instagram, and if you sign up for the email list. The Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash music on your own terms. Instagram, I am at Metal Doggy, M-E-T-A-L-D-O-G-G-I-E. The website is musiconyourownterms.com, and that's where you can sign up for the mailing list. Finally, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review on iTunes, and that will help my podcast reach other people, because that's how they will end up finding it. Anyway, I'm sure you're tired of hearing my voice, so here is my interview with Niall Rivers. Hope you enjoy it. All right, so uh, welcome to the uh, Music on Your Own Terms podcast. I'm joined today by Niall Rivers. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Let, let's start out by just introducing yourself and what you do. Uh, my name is Niall Rivers. I'm an independent music artist. Um, I put out music uh, through TuneCore, which distri distributes it to 150 different platforms. And uh, I'm just kind of starting off trying to uh, monetize off of it and make a little money off of it and build a name for myself. Um, I also have a YouTube show called Whenever We Have Time. And uh, we do that whenever we have time. Right. Yeah. I've seen that. Um, cool. Thank you. Um, and you also do a little stand-up comedy, is that right? Yeah, I did do that. Um, it was a period of my life where... I wasn't going to the studio as often to make music. So mm -hmm. I thought to myself, you know what? I'm, I think I'm pretty funny. Let's try to write out some jokes. And I did that and it was pretty fun. It was a whole different experience on stage. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's get into your background a little bit into, you know, let's, let's find out um, what got you into music in the first place. Oh Where man. Where did that all stem from? Um, let's see. I first started off writing poetry. Mm -hmm. And um, I loved doing that. But um, one day I met a good friend named Sean Buranahiran. And Sean uh, was, um, he was doing poetry at the time as well. And he kind of inspired me to rap. I kind of inspired him to rap. And then it just kind of took off from there. We started doing jam sessions with a bunch of people, meeting mm -hmm. people like in the music like world where they could like play the guitars. And then we met like producers and all kinds of people and walks of life. And um, so, yeah, I started making music because it was just a way for me to express myself, tell my story and kind of just like self-heal and i kind of mm -hmm. just used it as a tool for myself um oh. but now i realize you know i'm almost 30 years old uh i'm making some pretty awesome music and i feel like i could get uh a little bit of recognition for it so i'm, I'm working uh towards that 
Nice. Yeah. Um, so as far as your background, I mean, you, you, you're based in L.A.? I'm based in, um, yeah, it's basically L.A. I'm just in the valley, basically, in a place called okay. Rancho Cucamonga. Um, I'm about like 45 minutes away from L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so would, is your uh, family musical? Uh, is it something that just popped up? or? You know what? Um, my family isn't that musical. My pops, uh, it, he likes to sing, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so I remember uh, I lived actually in the Middle East for about five years of my life. Okay. And when I was there, my dad had some friends that would come over with the instruments and they would have like many jam sessions in, in Arabic. Um, nice. And I think that when I started doing those things, it kind of made me feel like I'm continuing that kind of legacy in a way. And I'm, sure. I'm almost pursuing goals that my dad couldn't and didn't have the opportunities okay. to. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Nice. And that was, was that at a young, youngish age or... Uh, I didn't start making music until I was like about seventeen years old. But okay. uh, when I but lived, as far in, as, living, as far in, as living Middle, in the Middle East and being exposed to that, yeah, I was a uh, fourth grade till like seventh grade. I was out there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A nice, nice young age to get exposed to some different music. Yeah, I was pretty young at the time. Yeah. Cool. So as as far I've listened to uh, the tracks you have on Spotify. Cool. Um, now I mean I mean my background you know I'm sure your your listens probably listen to this. Uh, my background is very rock based and metal and yeah I listen to like jazz and blues and stuff but um, I've never been one for you know listening to hip hop. I'm I'm very I, f I feel like I'm very open minded but that's not really something I've kind of stumbled upon other than the you know a Anthrax and Aerosmith crossover things and um, but you know you you kind of in 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 my kind of genres if you will um, at least my my mindset is I kind of view hip hop and I, I have this kind of one one view of you know, something a little misogynistic or a bit angry or, you know, but then I listen to your stuff and it kind of opened my eyes a little bit and it's very, um, it's kind of easier to listen to. It's very kind of laid back. Um, and the one track you have on there, um, I forget which one it is, but the choruses are sung versus rapped, but it almost sounds like to me, like a post-rock clean guitar atmospheric thing and i'm like well wow, that's really cool yeah um, for purpose but it doesn't it's it doesn't strike me as being like mainstream hip-hop that you kind of relate to in the mainstream media sure. it, it sounds more experimental to me definitely um is that like intentional or is that kind of the thing you're going for or well that was definitely the uh the purpose for purpose entertainment i, I wanted to show off my versatility in the music uh the genre that you know they try to just put you under one genre and I, so that's why i really like doing like hip-hop exper experimental that's kind of where i put myself mm. so that was the first song just to kind of like tell people who i am like i have a lot of old music on my uh soundcloud but i didn't mm -hmm. go by the same name but for this sure. one for purpose entertainment i did want to go with the kind of like heavy rock sound almost like influenced by um 
I don't know, like Linkin Park or like Rage Against yep. the Machine or little bits of uh, both of those bands mm-hmm. kind of really inspired me to make that song. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, but I think in 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 overall perspective, like I, I just like making a bunch of different kinds of music. So, I but That's cool. technically, I guess it's hip hop. So, hip hop based. Yeah. So nice. Um, yeah, and you you also have it sounds like you have a very positive message to it as well. Mm-hmm. Like the the from what I've heard, the lyrics kind of and the and the mood sounds very positive. Right. Um, and yeah, and and I definitely feel that for like I checked out your YouTube whenever you have time, uh, channel and um, yeah, definitely it, again that extends kind of that positive message. Give me a bit of a rundown of uh, what that YouTube what the goal of that um, show is and what you do on it for people listening. Okay. Um, that show, I host it with a good friend of mine named Letty. And Letty and I um, do this actually in her living room. And mm-hmm. the purpose of doing this is to expose um, independent artists such as myself. And not just independent artists, but, uh, you know... Uh, directors for films um you know um just any kind of music um Mm -hmm. any kind of art form like i just wanted to show off all the talent that was in our area and so i wanted to do that i wanted to give them exposure and then i kind of wanted the crowd to get to know nile rivers a little bit more on like a more personal level where, where i'm just like talking to you right now Right, yeah. and that's, um, that's cool. Yeah, so that's that's basically what I do for uh, whenever we have time, and we try to make it funny. We try to make it fun at times, but sometimes like it depends on who it is. It could get right. like really serious, or it mm-hmm. could get really emotional. So you really don't know what you're gonna get um, with a lot of these artists or whoever we we really bring in. One of my favorite guests was Polaris Castillo, and he's a, a director. Um, okay. A short film uh, director, um, working on like one his first uh, feature film, which is gonna be a pretty big film, but that was cool because it was like I got the hang of like editing and shooting and putting things together and having like B roll shots and stuff like that, and that was all just recorded by myself until mm. the past like two or three episodes were done a little bit more professionally so yeah yeah nice yeah i mean that's kind of uh my initial vision for our podcast was to do just that expose artists that i'm into to get them out there i just couldn't really get a hold of the format that's why i started the entrepreneur um you know path and um i'm, I'm you know i'm kind of doing the same thing um, exposing people, but also, you know, talking to them to find out what their strategies are. Yeah. Um, you've also done some film work yourself, right? I have. Yeah. Damn. You, you did your, uh, you did, I did some, some research. Homework. You did some homework. Nice. Um, yeah, I, um, I was an associate producer in a film called El Luchador. Mm-hmm. And El Luchador is a film about a wrestler that has an undefeated streak and he gets defeated. Um, mm-hmm. The director was inspired by The Undertaker, um, okay. a professional wrestler. Uh, 
Um, and it was a really fun project to be a part of. I love doing it. I love being in front of the camera. I love being behind the camera. I love bringing people together. So as an associate producer, that's basically what I did was bring a bunch of really talented people together to create a film. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, it was really awesome. So what would you say you learned from that experience that you brought to your music? Interesting. Um, Well, I feel like it's a completely different experience. Um, I felt like I didn't have to play the lead role of anything. I just had to provide. So my uh, producer or the director would be like, hey, we need someone that could play the bass for this certain part in the soundtrack. And then mm-hmm. I'll find that person and make it happen. So it, it wasn't any pressure really on me. It was more pressure on other people. And I think that's where, where I see like a difference in between uh, making music on my own, where it's kind of just like focused on me and the things I say and how I say them and wh- how I represent myself to other people where it's like, hey, all right, this is your job. Like, could you do it? Mm. You know, right. So it was nice. Cool. Um, so for your music, though, do you play everything or do you work with other musicians? How, how do you uh, like what's what's the step by step process of you making a track? I have a producer. Uh, they go by Invisible Triangles and Invisible Triangles makes some super, super awesome beats. I've, I've known um, the group for a little while. Um, it. It's interesting. I go into the studio with them and they kind of like put together this beat for me and they just ask like, you know, how do you feel? How do you feel mm-hmm. today? Like, what do you want to talk about? What do you want? How do you want to express yourself? Like, what are you feeling? So I would just kind of just tell them how I felt and then they, they would construct a, like music to mm-hmm. my feeling. And it was really cool. Okay. So then I, I'll just immediately get inspired. Um, they know me really well. I've been friends with them for the past eight years. So they'll construct this beat, uh, and I'll just write to it, and it, it just kind of goes from there. Um, I have a few songs coming up where I'm going to be featuring other artists, so that mm-hmm. way um, I could kind of help them out, and in return, you know, their fans become mine, and my fans become theirs. So it's kind of just a win-win. So um, just to step back one second, for for people who are maybe on my side of the kind of musical arena, like, you know, as a as somebody who writes music, I I'm kind of like I do pretty much everything or I work with my band and we pretty much do everything. So for people that don't really know what what making a beat is, so they're they're kind of making your underlying tracks and your you're doing your um, vocals over the top. Are you doing any embellishments and other instrumentations or is it purely vocals? Um, you know what? I, I, I can't say that I can take credit for the music that's being made because mm-hmm. I'm not on that side. I'm on the okay. side of giving them ideas and then them creating the music or, uh, towards the mood that I'm looking for. So in a sense, I am uh, contributing to the music and the beat, 
But yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of all starts off with like, you know, uh, a kick and some snares and, you know, a couple hi-hats. And then, you know, we get the, the tempo going and just... I let them know if I want it slowed down or f- speed it up. or And then we kind of just... They start picking up the guitar, start laying some things down, pick up the bass, lay some things down, and then I just get inspired and write. And wow. so that's that's what makes it easy for me to uh, deliver a song, a new song every month. Um, okay. And that's kind of my goal right now for the for the rest for. I want it. I want to have twelve singles released mm-hmm. on um, all my platforms, so that way I could just go out and perform these songs and just get a little more exposure and all that. But yeah, that's what it, that's how it makes it so easy for me to drop a track every month. Mm. You know, and I and and you know a lot of people. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. A lot. I I just. Uh, I don't like to waste too much time and I like to give the people that are really good at something the opportunity to do their job. So I don't want, I like, I don't want to take credit for everything. I just right. want to make a really awesome project and I, the people I choose to work with, I feel like are giving me what I need and I'm giving mm-hmm. them what they need. So. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so, I mean, would you say that, um, Dropping a single every month is kind of the way the whole industry is headed. Do you think that's kind of the, the you know, just the, the core idea right now with streaming and keeping, you know, keeping in front of people, people's eyes that, you know, obviously everyone's uh, um, attention spans dropped off. It's ridiculous. In the last 10, 15 <laughs> years. So I think, uh, I mean, yeah. Do you think that's really important thing to do? I feel like it's important to stay relevant. I think it's important to continue like showing them that you have different styles and you can make a new, like you are just consistent. And I feel like consistency is really key to becoming mm-hmm. a, a successful artist. So yeah, in a way, dropping a track every month keeps my consistency. It um, gets me more followers and more people and more streams every month so like every month you could look at my monthly followers on my spotify and it just keeps going up and up and up and up so if you keep dropping tracks you keep uh like um marketing them the right way mm-hmm. um i think you could be successful excellent what what have you found some of the marketing techniques that have helped you the most um well, I love playing live shows. So live shows is a, one of my biggest, uh, my biggest promoting is myself in person. So mm-hmm. getting those or even just doing open mics here and there, those are really good. So that's just like on site. Hey, you have Spotify, you have iTunes, you have Apple Music. Here's my, here's my link, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I get a lot of followers that way. But... Um, I guess I, Instagram really helps a lot. Um, just figuring out the algorithms and trying to get people uh, and promoting through Instagram and then getting people to click the link and listen to the song and get that stream. That's just super important. So right. those are just a few of the, the tools I use to 
get my followers up, my streams up, and so that way I could start getting some revenue back. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm investing in it in a way. You know, I put my music in playlists, so I uh, talk to playlist curators, and those curators put me on certain playlists, and then my songs streams just skyrocket. And I use a, a few different companies, and you know, it's pretty cool. But you have to invest in yourself to get some returns. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you, are you making a living at music at this point, or is it still early stages yet? Uh, no, I have a full-time job, and I'm doing this. So I'm, I'm hoping to make music my full-time job, though, eventually. It's, uh, I have a really strong feeling that um, what I'm making right now is going to make a big impact. So mm-hmm. I think you caught me at a really good time because I'm just bubbling up. And I feel like right. you 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 really got me right at the perfect timing. And I think too is you know the more music you keep putting up there and leaving there, you know is that that becomes your passive income because it's there, you know indefinitely. And you know two three years you look around and you say oh, you know, I've got thirty six tunes on there because it's thirty six months and you're like, you know you keep incrementally getting getting more uh, more product out there. So yeah, um, have you have you looked into doing any um uh what's the word i'm looking for having a brain fart <laughs> um <sighs> don't you just hate it when that happens yeah <laughs> um it'll come to me in a second <sighs> one one second i have to google something <laughs> when, <laughs> when you put your uh, your your life Licensing. What's the word? Like I'm publishing. Sync. Like okay. Let's let's start the question again. So have you have you um have you made any um steps into doing sync licensing for maybe film or ad, you know advertising or anything like that? That is one thing I'm looking into. So the company that I distribute my music to is called TuneCore. That's the mm-hmm. company I use right now. I may be switching to DistroKid soon because I've been having a little bit of issues with TuneCore and them releasing things on time. And that's really, really inc- uh, important for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I don't want to promise my fans, oh, the song's going to be out on the 2nd and the song get- is actually out on the 10th. I did notice that you, you had released that as a date and I looked for it on Spotify. I'm like, Oh, it's, up it's there. Not out. yeah. So, um, it's on iTunes now. Um, mm-hmm. and it's also on YouTube now. So, um, I still haven't announced it though, because I want to announce it when it's on Spotify. Cause that's my, right. that's where most of my fans go. They go to Spotify. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, that's, that's quite a pain point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then so. you get you you could check your like how how many streams and then they pay you for each stream like uh, not even a cent, like uh 008 yeah. of a cent for each stream and each stream like they have to listen to the song for at least 30 seconds long. Correct. So yeah. so it's it's a little tricky but um yeah, as long as you have people that really like you as a person and want to listen to your entire track it, track and they'll put it on their personal playlists and you know, mm-hmm. they'll put they'll press shuffle in their car and they're just driving and I pop up in their speakers and you know, it, right. it's I love the way that it's set up nowadays how it's so easy to just access music and how you can actually monetize off of it sure 
I think with Spotify, actually, it the the uh, revenue changes depending on whether they're a free user or a um, yeah paid user, you know, a subscribed user. Um, have you gotten onto Pandora? Because I found in my previous band, we got um, a lot of streams. I mean, this was like a hard rock band, um, but we were getting a ton of streams on Pandora. Um, I it probably has changed since we did it, but. Um, I believe, you know, tune, I don't know if TuneCore um, puts it up there, but you actually physically have to go to uh, Pandora's website and submit your music for them to review it, to get it on there. Um, but yeah, it's, I've looked I don't into know. that. Yeah, things change every five minutes, so you, you yeah. got to read up on that stuff. No, I, I looked into that, and actually on TuneCore, it says that they submit your music to Pandora as well, and that's one of the mm. music platforms that they submit it to. Um, I've gone on to Pandora, and I've searched for myself, and I didn't find my, myself. And then I looked it up, and at, like you said, you have to go to the website and register the song and, and have them approve it before it's put on mm. there. And then once it's on there, then you'll start seeing some royalties coming in. But um, I'm currently not on Pandora, f from what I know, but TuneCore kind of said, you know, we sent it to them, so I don't... I don't know right. why I shouldn't be on there, to be honest with you. So mm -hmm. maybe I need to have a certain amount of following or I need to have um, a certain amount of songs. Because right now, you know, I have two, three songs. Quite, quite uh, possibly. So, so that's a thing. But I have so many songs. I have maybe like 250 songs unofficially released. Oh, um, wow. But these are the ones that I'm like, okay, I'm, I want to be serious about these songs and try to take it to the next level. So they so would you consider those demos? Um, or just just not quite like demo versions of things you want to re-record or I don't know if I'd re-record them. I feel like it'd just be a bunch of like unreleased songs of mine. So if I do become famous or popular for my music or whatever, um I I think I would just release it to them. I mm -hmm. would just put it out there and be like here's a bunch of free music. I'm already rich off of the, these songs. That yeah. you, get. you know what I'm right. saying? Like, I'll let you guys have my old shit. And, and they'll get to know me for who I am a little bit, even a little bit more. Because I sure. actually used to open up a lot more before. Right. Now I kind of try to make it like a hit. You know, every mm -hmm. song I want it to be a hit. Yeah. Cool. Um, how's your email list? Have you experimented with getting a, uh, an email list? You know what? I still haven't. I have. No. Mm -mm. And I know that that's like a huge part of marketing yourself. <sighs> yeah. But yep. who do I put on my email list? That's one thing, too, that I'm trying to figure out. How do I get my email list together? And, you know, how do I get all these emails to send like, hey, check out my song. Check out my song. Check out this. You know, I feel like sometimes it, like the mu the artist gets lost in all of these emails that these people are getting, and mm -hmm. but all it really takes is the one right person to hear the song, right? So possibly you have one the one person that could get you in the door in a way. I'm okay with that. Like I'm all about making it as an independent music artist and not being signed to any record label. I'm really, really inspired by an artist named Russ. 
He's one of my favorite artists. He's a hip hop artist. And he is the first hip hop artist to make all this money and become like double and triple platinum without a record label. Mm. And this guy is basically the one I've been listening to. He's, he gives out a lot of input on his uh, Twitter and on his in- Instagram on how to be a successful independent music artist. And I'm following all his steps. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything I can. But yeah, that email list is super important and I need to get on that. Have you, uh, have you seen uh, Ari Herstan's book? No. Oh, check it out it's it's gold in a book it really is okay um so um i've i've mentioned it tons of times on my podcast before but it's um it's just he 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 presents at cd baby conferences and um he's a an artist in his own right so i would definitely uh i think it's called how how to make it in the new music industry if i'm not mistaken um but yeah definitely have a have a either uh, read of it or uh, listen to it on Audible. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I have it recorded I, right here, so I'm I'm not gonna forget that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I uh, um I yeah I've just found so much insight into it. So um, awesome, awesome. What I would you say is is the biggest uh, setback you've had that you've really learned something from? Could be in life or just music or the biggest setback. Um... You know, I had a, 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 a big group of following and there was a fallout uh, with them and uh, a lot of misunderstandings. And, you know, that I think that kind of held me back a little bit. Getting my computer stolen was also a hold back a little bit because Ooh. I had all my music on there and a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, there's been a, a lot of things along the way, you know. Um, I recently have my own home, so I'm really happy about that. I'm turning 30 next month. So, uh, but last summer, I was uh, technically homeless. So, uh, I think that was also a setback in my life and kind of slowed down my process of becoming the person I want to be. But um, I'm really happy where I am now and... You know, I've gotten my life and my shit together, you know, and, um, you know, I'm ready to make it happen, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's, if you pick one of those events, what would you say you, uh, you actually learned, you know, what, what kind of strategy did you learn from one of those? I think like surviving, survival, like from being, uh, homeless for a few months and although it was only for like three months that I was homeless, living out of my car, so that's also a really big plus. It wasn't like in the streets. So mm. it was in my car. I was, I would drive to like the beach and like sleep there and just like, just drive around like places that I've never drove around and it was really nice. But I think the overall, the biggest lesson I learned from that was just to kind of humble me down a little bit and to you know uh, accept my journey for how it is gonna be you mm-hmm. know um, I don't truly believe in you know uh, my story being written but I uh, I do believe to trust the journey that you're on 
So, um, yeah. yeah, learn the most from being being homeless. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so just to wrap up, I mean, where where can people find you and what you're about? Um, they could look me up on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. If they just type in Nile Rivers, um, on my Instagram, it's Nile Rivers underscore official. And, um, yeah, you could find me on Spotify, on iTunes, on Apple, on Tidal, on basically any music uh, platform that you use, YouTube, YouTube Red, all that stuff. Apparently Pandora, but I don't know. I gotta, I gotta look into that a little bit more. But yeah, so if they just type in Nile Rivers, I should be one of the uh, top searches, even if you just type it in in Google, so... Yeah. And just look for the uh, the long hair and the top hat. Look for the long hair, the top hat, and the glasses. It's not Slash. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've been told that I look like Slash. That's funny. <laughs> well, well, that, I mean, that's a that, is that a cartoon or is it like a, a caricature? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess. I don't know. That, that kind of does, but I mean. Yeah. I don't think you do in person, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't have the whole get up right now. I just thought right. you'd, you'd get the the full me, you know, the full mm-hmm. Nile Rivers just here at my house. <laughs> right. Well, cool. Um, and to round out, round out the episode, I always like to play um, a bit of music um, from the, the person I'm interviewing. So what track would you like me to play? Um, you know what? If you look up um, on YouTube... You could find mm-hmm. the new song that I that I have that's supposed to be released on all platforms by Thursday. If you want to okay. do that, you could play that song or one of your your personal favorites. I mean, if you if you really like the the like rap rap rock song, that one is also a really good song to play. Motivation is cool. also a good. One. I like them all, you know. Uh, so honestly, cool. whatever one, I'm thinking probably the new one. What what's that called? Uh, bags. B a g s. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did search for that already. So if you um, search so for yeah, that on I YouTube, will, I will search for that and put it on there. Cool, man. Oh, cool. Well, thank you uh, so much for taking the time. It was a great interview. Thank um, you, Simon. Appreciate. Hope it. to you know check out what you're doing. Uh, you know, in the in the rest of the year, and uh, you know, I'll definitely keep tabs on it. Yeah, we'll keep in touch, man. And good job. Keep doing what you're doing, and uh, I can't wait to check out this podcast later. Thanks for listening to this episode. Thank you again to Niall Rivers for coming on the show and telling us all about his journey. Hope you check him out, his music, his YouTube channel, whenever you have time, of course. And I will see you on the next episode of Music on Your Own Terms. Don't forget, keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. Here is Niall Rivers' Bags. She called me Nile Rivers. Now she thinks she owns me. And she thinks she knows me. That's cute. Cause she read my poetry. I murder beats, but I hold the peace. Yeah. Invisible triangles revive the beat. Somebody please come try with me. They talk a lot of shit, but wanna vibe with me. Yeah. <laughs> you can pack your bags now. I said, Mama, she can be this year. You can pack your bags now. I said, Mama, she can be this year.
Rush to me on the sound of the beat. Drop down to the beat. Dance to the beat. Squat down to the beat. My sound is unique. Drop down to my feet. You can count on me to move through ride with the beat. Yeah. You can back your bags now. I said, Mama, you can be this. Yeah. You can back your bags now. I said, Mama, you can be this. Yeah. You can back your bags now. I said, Mama, you can be this. Yeah. You can back your bags now. I said, Mama, you can be this. Yeah. Cause of motivation Work hard, I'm working up a storm Just be patient Face it, I'm the new face of this generation Basic, they say I don't got what it takes to make it Lame shit, working on the same song for ages I'm pumping out my music like I'm racing Flexing, work on a movie about wrestling El luchador, what a blessing Make no time for women stressing You can pack your bags now I said mama, you can be this, yeah You can pack your bags now I said mama, you can be this, yeah You can pack your bags now I said, Mama, you can be this, yeah. You can pack your bags now. I said, Mama, you can be this, yeah.